From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. On today's show, we're taking a deep look at your summer projects and how you should be uh, working in this heat from uh, big to the small. We're looking for your DIY questions. And you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? Somebody hit the awesome weather button today. The awesome weather button? <laughs> Isn't it nice? Oh, my goodness. I think humidity's what, 30% or something? We should Uh-oh. be doing this show outside. Yes. All right, hang on, folks. Uh, we're we're uh, we're having some technical difficulty difficulties, but we're going to keep going with it. Okay. Okay. So so anyway, one of the things that I was noticing uh, this weekend, I wanted to finish a couple of things that I've talked about on the air here that I wanted to tell you how these projects worked out. So one of the things I talked about was this lamp redo. My mom had bought at a flea market a ashtray lamp from the nineteen forties. Just the neatest thing in the world. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, so I went and um, I I completely tore this thing to pieces, took it all the way down. I I stripped everything. I polished everything. I painted the things that needed to be painted. And then I was left with lights. Remember, this old light was built in, you know, the 40s or early 50s. Uh, So what I did was I had to pull out basically all of the electricity, which was made with that kind of felt wire stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. the stuff with the cloth around the wire. It goes to the socket. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I pulled all that stuff out, and I went and I bought a string of LED lights, Um, you know, kind of like, you know, outdoor slash Christmas lights, whatever. And instead of putting uh, what they had in there, what we would call nightlight bulbs, you know, I just used LED string lights and put it in there, and it just completely illuminated the thing. Now, understand, I was not making a thing to sell or to make more valuable or to make money. I was making it because I thought it was cool, and I wanted the lamp to work again. So I used LED because I don't want want the lamp to go out. So there you go. So that project worked out really cool. It's absolutely gorgeous. Love it. Great. That's awesome. Well, I got to tell you about my project. Okay, go for it. Because um, I, I just can't wait to tell Jeff what I did. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I can't wait to tell. Now i got to get over on somebody else's mic, but I can do this because I, I, I can get I in wish, strange places. I wish, I wish the listeners could see what's going on right now. In the studio. I'm being hung by my uh, headphones and reaching across for the... Hey, Pam, this is picture-worthy. Uh, you got to take a picture of this, but let me tell you what I did. Do you know, Jeff, you, you probably put these in all your high-end houses, but, you know, you can have a bolt lock that will unlock... Whenever you walk up to it, yes, yes. I, I and it occurred to me, you know, I got I don't have a garage to close all my equipment into, so I have to carry all the equipment from my car into the house every night, oh. which is a pain in the sure. royal, yeah, I, what I can't say, bleep. So I decided I, I read about that and heard about that and saw it on home inspection, so I went over to Ridgeland. Uh, specialty hardware. Yes, yes that's some good, some good people. The good folks talked to them about what I wanted to do, and they gave me this awesome lock. 
Well, I came home, and I was going to install it in my door. So when I get out of my car, it unlocks. I don't have to use a key. Yes, I like that. Yes, yeah. And so, but you know what my problem was? My hole wasn't big enough. No. (laughs) So I had to drill a hole over a hole. And that's hard to do, but I can tell you how to do that. Would you tell, well... You tell me how to do it, then I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, come right over here, Jeff. I want you to tell her on this microphone while gotcha. I figure this out. Gotcha. Come on over here. Tell me how to drill a okay. hole yeah, okay. over a hole. Okay, it's, it's, it's real simple. You And let's say you have a two-inch hole and you need a three-inch hole. Right. Okay, take a piece of plywood with a three-inch hole in it, Attach it over the two-inch hole. That way, your your core bit cannot move around. It will right. stay right where it's supposed to. Otherwise, it's going to walk everywhere, and it's going to be impossible to cut that three-inch hole over a two-inch hole. Yeah, because actually, I, I tried it without that. Right. <laughs> it's it's quite uh, comical. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a mess. Yes. So then, uh, but what I did is I just took a strip of wood. And went across. Okay, yeah. So I could see where the center was. That's right. Something for the drill bit to go into and hold, and then it would drill the rest of your hole. And then I Googled it. Right. And got a million ways to drill a hole over a hole. Uh, One of the things I was going to bring up today was uh, listen to uh, a thing this morning on Marketplace. It was talking about the silver tsunami of people in the construction industry leaving the business without folks behind them. and, And how... People could come in and make a, a good pay, stable pay, the rest of their lives, never look for a job if they would go into the trades, but uh, it's still obviously not attractive enough for some reason. Well, and if you know how to drill a hole over a hole, you could make a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> putting uh, in those lots. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, I figured out how to do it because uh, I made some of the same mistakes. <laughs> And, um, Trial and you, error. <laughs> you know, it, I want to comment on what Jason just said. Um, I'm going to tell you a little personal thing here, but my, my my youngest son is second year at state in construction management, and um, we need more young people coming into this industry. Housing, guys, is not going to go away. No. Everybody we, wants a house. We, we are going to continue needing repairs. And new construction. That, that, that's not leaving. So there's very good money in it, uh, but we need our young people to, to um, uh, get in the uh, construction industry. Well, and then there's remodels. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, and handyman services. That's right. And, that's I mean, right. yeah, folks, yeah. And we could use some more good home inspectors as well, believe it or not. Yes. No. Well, uh, you, you... Good you, is the operative good, word. Good is the, is the word. <laughs> now, and we can get on that soapbox if we yeah, need to. Yeah, let's not. Let's do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, my goodness. So we're still working on all the microphone stuff. Well, while we're right. doing that, I'll tell you about the other project I did, Jeff. I uh, I put window screen on my front door. You know, the, like we have in these awesome windows in the studio we're in this morning. Right. Oh, okay. Because my house faces west and my front door faces west. And it was getting so hot between my storm door and right. my front door. Yep. So I went out. I thought, well, why don't I buy some of this stuff? And um, it is awesome. 
Great. You, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so now I think I'm going to do it on my windows. <laughs> Pam's always got something going on. I always on, got so. something going on. Yeah. Well, we're trying to find things to talk about because right. we can't get our mic straight. We're all going to try to figure that out during the break. So, you know, it's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll continue looking at our DIY summer projects. And, boy, have I got something for you. Also, let us know how you're going to uh, stay cool while working on your summer projects. I've got one for you. You're going to love this. From, from a ghost in the past, Jonas... I'll give you that. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHU certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Guys, I wanted to start out real quick with an email that we got that was just a tip. Uh, but I wanted you to hear this because we, we've heard this tip before here on, on, on Fix It 101, but it's really cool when you hear it like this. Okay. Uh, dear sir, dear, dear sirs <laughs> and newly dear lady. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm a huge fan of your show. Listen to it when working and learn a few things, but it is entertaining and keeps me going. Actually, I'm a handyman in Hong Kong. Born in Switzerland, but after a burnout last year, decided to do what I have a passion for. So carpentry, plumbing, and painting is how I earn my money. In Hong Kong? In Hong Kong. Uh, So he's listening in Hong Kong to the podcast. podcast. Uh, My life uh, hack is following. He's got a life hack for us. If you do carpentry, keep the sawdust from sawing and drilling. Collect it in a little bag or bottle. If something goes wrong or joints have a little gap, use some white glue or clear glue. Mix the sawdust in that you used in sawing that exact wood. Make a paste and fix the hole or the gap. This way it's difficult to spot the gap or the hole because the dust has the same color as the wood. And you need a good eye to see the cheat, he says. Great podcast. Keep up the good work, Roy. From Hong Kong. That is so funny because this weekend I was down at the pond and my uh, friend was down there and there was a bag of sawdust in the uh, closet. And I was like, what are you doing with this? And she said to patch wood. Yeah. 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 Yep. And if you think about it, like if you're using sawdust from the same piece of wood you've been working on as far as sawing and everything, if you put that patch in there. The color is going to be the same. Heck, it's the same kind of wood. Oh, it is the wood. Yeah. It is that wood. It's yeah. that wood. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, very, uh, that's you know, I forgot about that. Very that's, cool tip, uh, That's right. Yeah. Sure is. So, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. I was listening to you talking about your screen, and I wanted to mention this on the show. This is another thing I kind of wanted to wrap up for folks. Forever ago, months ago, we talked about replacing the screen on my front door. And the issue was the pets kept coming through that screen. 
and I, like like just scratching through the screen. Your screen ankles stopped so them. I, I went to the store and uh, finally the wife said, "You're doing this the last time. Spend what you got to." So, uh, so I went to the store and I found uh, they actually had. I thought I was going to go and oh, 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 beat it up, but they actually had a screen that's like here's a pet screen. Here's one you can use for right. your pet. Yeah, yes. you pet screw proof. it on the bottom. No, half no, no. Of the... It was it was exactly like the screen that you use for like any in anything else. It was just tougher. It was tougher, yeah. It was thicker, and I thought, nah, not my dog. My dog will come right through it. Nope. Yeah, it is absolutely tough as nails, <clears throat> but it still feels like screen. It's a little heavier, and so so it doesn't get as much light in. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a little heavier gauge. Uh, than a standard uh, kind of thing. But anyway, it's good. The pets can't get through it. It works great. And obviously, if the pets can't, the bugs are not doing any. So. Yeah, so if you're going to uh, have a screen porch put on your back or you're going to uh-huh. you know, build something like that, that's a good product. If you've got pets. Yeah, it's a great product. Like I said, if you're doing a screen porch, it's a, it's a little light-limiting compared to like the cheap screens, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it's a little thicker. But anyway, I just kind of wanted to give a – uh, a backup report on that you know that's awesome i wish i'd known about that years ago i had a screened in porch and i woke up in the middle of the night to my dog barking and looked outside and there was a raccoon hanging on my screen porch. <laughs> <laughs> hey glad to see him hanging there and not already made it in well so. the, he was on his way and yeah, okay. so just tore that screen up so i ended up having you should have seen what i did and had i known about that it'd been so much easier <laughs> all right folks number to call is 877 mp be ring there's 877-672-7464 one of the things we were talking about that uh, uh java has for me here is a curb appeal thing that is that has come up recently we've talked about this on the show the fastest way to change the look of your house real quick is to paint the front door you know you get a real pop real quick of something that makes your house different but this is also talking about siding and man, are there a lot of ideas on siding, a lot of ways to do it. Uh, the price ranges go from, I mean, oh my gosh, from from the bottom to the top is is a very big range in home siding. Because you can start at what, vinyl siding is probably one of the more economical. Probably. Right, and then you go all the <clears throat> way up to, what, what would you say would be the most expensive type of siding? Um, mm, synthetic stone, probably. Ooh, synthetic um, stone. I don't even know there's such. Th- don't why you would think, one Pam? use synthetic stone and not stone? Well, again, it's too heavy. Well, again, now stone. If you're, if you're, if your budget will allow, mm-hmm. you know, stone's very nice, and and but you know, it's not a DIY project. Well, <laughs> you know, it goes back to what Jason said about yeah. you know bringing younger people into our industry. Um, you you have to have a true mason for that. Craft true, person. yes, yeah. yes. And uh, the synthetic stone is very easy to install. Uh, it's a it's a it's a very easy uh, do it yourself. Right. Um. Uh. Yeah. And uh. It. It. Uh, now I have installed vinyl before. And vinyl. That, that vinyl was, is is also a easy product to to install. By the way, if you ever want, because I had some extra vinyl left over from an install that I did in my home, uh, 
And when I made I made a little generator box years ago where my generator sits outside. You I know? remember that. That's uh-huh. right. And and I took that leftover siding and made my ah, generator box look like a perfect. part of the home. Yeah, perfect. Oh yeah. It's, it's awesome. Well, I think the thing we don't think about on siding is that the siding itself is not hard to put up, but you have to think about your penetration. So right. you got to flash your windows right. You've got to get around outlets and faucets. Right. Now, what and is this stuff now, that they call it? Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have witnessed this time and time again. Uh-huh. Uh I may have some rotten wood on the house. I may have some rotten windows or something. And mm-hmm. well, let's just put siding on it and cover it up. And cover it up. <laughs> well, that is not the proper <laughs> way to do sight, it. It, it just because you cannot see it, Don't it mean did it ain't not there. fix it. Well, I can say this: I've seen that before. I, I helped a friend one time. They bought what was an older home, beautiful older home, and uh, but it was. Uh, vinyl sided, white, mm-hmm. beautiful older home. You know, uh, 1920s. Well, we went to pull that siding off. Oh my God! Well, sh- what a disaster that right, was right. underneath that siding. We always, when we're inspecting a house that's old mm-hmm. and it's got siding on it, unable to determine the condition of underlying materials. <laughs> okay, yeah. It, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that was mentioned here, uh, thanks to Java, some of the some of the factors that you use when deciding what your siding might be. That's cool. When deciding what you're deciding siding. what you're siding, uh, five factors: durability, maintenance, sustainability, curb appeal, and resale value. Now, we talked about that a little bit earlier, and I was talking about the vinyl siding being the cheapest option. That actually ends up correct on the other side too on resale value. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. because it is not the highest resale value by using the vinyl siding. Well, you know, we went through that thing, Jeff, when we were building houses, and everything was brick and vinyl, brick and vinyl, That's brick right. and vinyl. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, now it's brick and hardy, brick and hardy. Yep. <laughs> why Why did they move from hardy board to, or from vinyl to hardy board? Well, hardy is that product that um, once, once it's installed properly, uh-huh. once it's flashed uh-huh. properly and painted, you can pretty much forget it. You it's know, it's a I, concrete product, and vinyl so. gets brittle and will get damaged. That's I mean, true, you run a lawnmower next it, to let, vinyl, it'll pop a hole in it real quick. Yep, that's true. I will say this though: uh, for those of us who don't have to paint our home every few years, uh, that's good. That's real good. The hardy board scares me because of color, well, and, and fade and things like that. Yeah, it. it you know, we were st- we still have the UV. We're still going right. to have the fading, <laughs> but we're not going to have the cracking, the chipping, right? The uh, uh, yeah, on on your paint. So, to to paint a piece of hardy, right? That's ten years old versus a piece of wood that's got flaked paint and that's true. Ten years. It's it's a heck of a lot easier to do the hardy. That's true. Also, uh, something that's uh, uh, that it's not really mentioned on here is brick, which is siding. It's a, brick. Brick is a veneer. That's right. Is, but now you've jumped out of DIY again. Yes. You really need a brick mason to right. do that. All right, folks. Let's go to the phone. Uh, Tipsy is on the road. What's going on, Tipsy? Tipsy, are you with us? Hello. Hello. Are you on the phone? I am. So let's hear what's going on. Um, I'm having trouble finding a qualified electrician uh, to do some troubleshooting and possible repair at my house. Uh-huh. And I'm also having trouble finding a foundation repair company 
that will come to my house to look and see if I need some foundation work, they won't show up, you know, at the appointed time. So, Boy, howdy. Those, <laughs> yeah. Let me let me talk to you about that for a sec. Where, do, where does Tipsy live? Uh, yeah, what part of the world are you in, Tipsy? Close to Raymond. Okay. Okay. Raymond. Raymond. That's near one of the biggest metros in the yeah, state. Yeah, so, Ray- Raymond's still close. Um, I will say this. You've simply not contacted the, the person yet. Uh, but there is a rule of thumb that has been mentioned here on this show that I want to say before I let the pros answer. That rule of thumb is if they can come today, you don't want them. You don't want them. Right. Yeah. I, I followed that. But when you have an appointment set 10 days in advance and they don't show up on that's occasion. just the one who doesn't want your money. That's just rude. <laughs> well, um, and I don't want them as a contractor. Right, right. So uh, our fellow contractors, obviously, when we talk, uh, when we talk on the air, we've given Mississippi State Board of Contractors before. You can also, uh, which is msboc dot us. Dot, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Then uh, you can also go to mh. No, no. Cpb. Yes. Uh, Certified professional builder, certified professional remodeler. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, your home builders association in your area, which should be for Raymond it's Home Jackson. Builders of Jackson. It's Jackson. Yeah. And there should be a, a, a big fat list of folks in there that are licensed and insured and certified. And, and, and reliable. <laughs> and reliable. You know, and I'll tell you some something that I've had some luck with, Tipsy, is um, if you've got somebody else in another trade, let's say a plumber or a roofer or somebody else in the trade who's been to your home, ask them who they recommend. And another, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I've just had a lot of luck with that recently. Um, And some work that I was having done on my country place, um, the guy who was working on my pool, I asked him about an an HVAC person, electrician, he gave me the names, and I was able to get them to come out and take a look. So these are people who are in the area, and then uh, they they know people who are in the area because they all network with each other. Yeah. Okay. And another thought was just call my uh, insurance company on our homeowner's policy and ask them who do they, you know, Good idea. Us yeah. to work. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that gives me another. Yeah. Point. Another thought, if you've got a good friend that's a realtor that has worked with contractors. That's a great idea. Not talking about the handyman that fixes the, the little things when they do a sale, mm-hmm. but they, ha- they, they do know contractors. So. All right. Place to good, check. Uh, good suggestions. Thanks, guys. Okay. Good luck, Tipsy. Thanks, Tipsy. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Let's keep on moving. Jimmy is on the line in Greenville. What's up, Jimmy? Good morning. How are you this morning? Very good. How are you, sir? All right. Quick question for you. Um, I've been trying without any success to find someone to uh, install installation in my attic. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you look for? Attic installation? No. Yeah, it's on Google, <laughs> attic installation guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are in Greenville? Right. Okay. They're probably going to come out of um, Memphis. Or Memphis. Tupelo. Um, or, or, or Tupelo, that's right. Uh, but just, just Google um, um, insulation, and there, there are several large companies in your area that will that will come give you a quote and and do the work have you have you looked already i've well i've attempted to 
look, but you know, in fact, I what I was searching for was not what I was trying to buy. In fact, know, so. are are you are you doing your entire attic? Yes. Okay. There are there are companies in Jackson, um, and we we don't give out company names, but right. there there are, there are companies in Jackson. Um, I've built a couple houses in Greenville. There are companies in Jackson that will come uh, spray your uh, attic. Right, but let me go a hundred to one that there's somebody near you that does that for a living. I doubt yeah, it. I'm wondering. Not not at, not, at, not in Greenville, unfortunately. Yeah, not oh, in Greenville. But if there's Memphis. like a big box store in Greenville, you can go to the contractor's desk. Yeah, but well, okay. okay I see what you're doing. You're yeah. going there to find somebody, and you can also go there if you want to do it yourself. Right. Yeah. They will. They will rent the machine, mm-hmm. and then you get up there and do it yourself. But that is some nasty work, right oh, there. Oh my goodness. Woo! I don't. I don't want that tip. I don't blame no, you. August in Mississippi, I recommend you hiring someone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would actually recommend you hire somebody in November. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little warm now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So thanks, I would Jimmy. Look for, I would look for what? Um, uh, insulation installer. Uh, just, just insulation companies. Okay, installation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, if, if you if you call me off the air, I'll I'll, I'll give you all kind of names. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. Thank you. All yes, sir. Right. Thanks, Jimmy. So, 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 guys sound, on your road, man. Sounded like somebody ran off the road. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go ahead and take our second break of the hour. It's time for that break. Uh, we want you to join today's show, though. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're taking your DIY questions. When we come back, we'll talk some roof maintenance also. That'll keep you off the roof, by the way. Stay tuned. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspector Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, first thing, I wanted to go to a uh, an email real quick. Now, this this I love. We moved into my parents' house a few years ago. My uh, Mama planted azaleas in the 70s. Uh-oh. They're completely overgrown grown and too close to the house. We're having a hard time removing them. No, I bet, I bet you, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> Those roots have just they have oh, taken yeah. a hold. So uh, it says, any advice? Wendy, uh, Wendy, I will tell you just a quick funny story before the pros tell you how to fix it. One time I decided, well, the box would. I was going to. Hook it to your truck. Uh-huh. Well, I thought I was going to be cute instead of hook it to my truck, which was a great idea. I hooked it to my lawnmower, no. which yeah. pulled the back end out of the lawnmower. <laughs> lawnmower. Right. 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 <laughs> so don't do that. A truck and a chain. A truck Maybe a, chain. a truck may do it. You know, it may take a tractor. I, it depends a on. A 1970 Azalea could be quite. <laughs> well, what is that? 40. 
40 some odd years i don't yeah. know but i would say 10 feet in the ground <laughs> so. i've done it i mean i've done it and it was monstrous it looked like i was pulling a bomb oh yeah <laughs> so was... so to to answer her question um um Look a car up to it strong strong back <laughs> Uh, well, and you can one of those tricks that I've seen done, and I wish I'd known it when I was working on mine, is you can dig a little bit and then you take a water hose. Well, and and yeah. and you right. just and that helps loosen everything. Another and, suggestion: having dug up those boxwoods, which are horrible. I hate those things. I never want them around again yet for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. Anyway, Poor things. Uh, <laughs> anyway, boxwoods. <laughs> I, I I I that is when I learned to sharpen my shovel. Yes. The very yes. first time I learned that to put a blade to my shovel so that when you hit a root, it cuts a little instead of just, you know, hurting your shoulder. Well, you know? and they've now, got a... if you do not have access to a truck or a tractor, you can you can do this. It's going to take a little bit of engineering. But there is a a jack. It's about three foot tall. It's used to jack up heavy trucks and right. stuff. Take a chain around the jack and then around the bush mm-hmm. and pull straight up straight up not not sideways it will come out easier straight up yeah so, sideways is when it comes out like a bomb yeah hey, i got yeah. an idea we'll just right. take one of those uh yeah what did i bring the last time it was a, a one of those grenade. fire bulbs one fire of the fire grenades. grenades drop that down in there that'll get it out Lighter yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah normally that's close to the house and you might end up calling your insurance right. <laughs> All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Online right now is Kathleen. What's going on, Kathleen? Hey, Kathleen, are you listening to the radio? Yes, I am. All right, well, then listen to us, not the radio. (laughs) What's going on? I turned it down. Uh, I got a solution for you on those hedges. It's not perfect, but it's better. Okay. Uh, First... Trim all the excess that you can trim. Uh-huh. If you can, if you want to save those plants, you can sprout them or root them, however they do. But then what you can try... Yeah, that's Felder's show. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay. Then you spray the roots with a stump uh, poison and let the roots die first. Uh-huh. Then when they die, they're much easier to dig up to extract or whatever. Isn't that Kathleen's on the long game. Yes. So well, you just just kill the roots and pull the thing out, and it doesn't mind anymore. It doesn't buck. <laughs> okay, okay, that's not it. Buck, B-U-C-K. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, Kathleen. Yep. All right, that's that's a great idea. Yeah, it's, that's it, a good idea. I didn't even think about that. No I, instant gratification, but no, yeah, no. <laughs> it's gonna be a minute. You don't get to rev up any sort of engine. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But, yeah. Well, and I've used a crowbar. I get a, like one of those really big crowbars, yeah. and you can use one side sharp. And so I can break those roots, Ooh. and then I can kind of put a two by four or four by four on the side of the hole, and then use leverage to pull well, it up. Well, that's that's your that's your that's jack. your jack. Yes, yeah. that's how we pull our stakes when we wreck our forms or for our foundation. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's it's a cool tool, um, and um, but but the 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 jack will, will work on the. So is there a the specific plants. jack for that purpose, or you're just there using is. a truck jack? No, no. There's uh, there's some people that have made them professionally, like structure and, jack kind of things. Yeah, I don't even know the name of them. And then there's some that have made some homemade 
So, yeah. okay. and basically, what it is is a um, what's it word? A focal is that is that the right is that the right term? A focal point. Right. Yeah. And, and and you know you you have your leverage, so you just pull push down. And your stake will come Well, you know, back. a lot of uh, construction is about leverage. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of leverage, right, inclu- right. including the green kind of leverage. Right. <laughs> All right. A lot got of a, leverage. Got an email question in here, guys. By the way, if you want to send uh, 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 call us, it's 877-MPB-RING. Here's your question. Uh, man, this happens to so many people, and I know you see it all the time, Pam. When my electric water heater was put in, the guy put the drain plug so I cannot attach a hose to it. The drain pan is in the way. Yep. I've seen this. I've seen yep. this. God, I hate this. In other words, all right, think about this. So you've got the tank, and it's sitting in the little metal pan, but the place where you would screw the hose into is so close to the pan that there's no room to screw that into, so there's nowhere to... For the outlet for the water. So how do you deal with this without spilling all the water out? And just- well, what what you could do is just take a hammer and beat the pan down. Now you spill all the water. Well, no, no, there shouldn't be any water in that pan. If there's water in that pan, your water heater is empty. Oh, because there's a drain on that pan. Right. So okay. So so I'm assuming there's no water in the yeah, pan. Yeah, we're just, just trying to clean the the water heater basically. Right. Okay. Oh wait the water a minute. Heater. Okay, but we are replacing the water heater. That's why I'm suggesting to destroy the pan. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah, if you're going to replace it, you, right, yeah, right. just get a new pan. So if she just wants to hook a hose up to it. What do we do? Yeah, How do we get to it? She just wants to flush her water ah. heater. That's a good question. Now, if it's electric, well, have have you seen well, that pan again, when you're inspecting where a, it's so a, close? Again, your pan should have a a pipe connected to it that goes outside. Drain it slowly. Drain open it up, slowly so it'll go into up, the pan. Open up and the then, valve. Drain it slowly. That's a good idea. Then, once it's empty, it's very easy to move. Right. At that point, move your pan where you can get a hose connected to it, and right. then fill your water heater back up. But can you, you know, I was thinking about that, too. I guess that'll work as long as you don't have um, solid water lines. <laughs> you better have a PEX or a FLEX coming to the well, water y- heater. Because yeah, well, of course. Yeah, because right, yeah, right. you can't just and, and now, you know, m- more and more, we are we are changing out water heaters to the, to the tankless, tankless anyway. I tell every client. Really? And two, your, your, yeah. your tankless needs to be uh, flushed out as well, and that's an easy process. How often does a tankless need to be flushed out? The the manufacturer will tell you, what is it, once a year? Once a year, yeah. So, but, I mean, I've had mine for 15 years. I've I understand. Done it twice. No, I understand. Yeah, really? So, yeah. And a manufacturer also says you're supposed to check your GFI outlets once a month. Really? I yeah. never noticed it. You're supposed to go around and pop them once a month. I can't tell you how many times homeowners get mad at me because I test the GFI and it doesn't reset. Right. And they said I broke it. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> I just found the fault. Right. There you go. <laughs> I just discovered a defect. All right. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, w- one of the things I want to talk about, we've got this uh, refrigerator that is a side-by-side, you know, kind of has the, the open door left and right. And when they come together, there's this flapper thing that actually makes it so that they... It it's sealing. It's yeah, sealing. It's a ceiling. It. Mm-hmm. Well, the flapper, there's a piece of plastic that makes it flat back and forth in the right place. And it is broken on uh, on my fridge. So I'm ordering that part 
There's a little plastic piece. I swear it's $7. So I'm going to fix my $1,400 fridge for $7. I will let you know how that goes. I have, quote, fixed this with super glue in the past, but there's no <laughs> holding it anymore. I actually have to order a part. Better be now. careful about that. You won't be able to get in your refrigerator. Yeah, right, right. Well, hey, let me tell you what happened to me. Uh oh. Uh oh. Something happened to the washer. Um, my wife broke it. The washing machine? <laughs> yes. And your wife has <clears throat> something? Yeah. No, she did. Yeah. She she broke it. She <laughs> she shut the door. It's a front loader. She shut the door and then tried to adjust it. Uh-huh. And uh, all kind of lights go off on the thing. It's flashing yeah. everywhere. Warning, warning. Houston, we, we have a problem. We well, so of oh. course I'm down there trying to fix it, push buttons, I can't fix it. The appliance repair guy gets there yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he does a, a sequence of pushing buttons. Uh-huh. It's fixed in about I should have called Timmy. It, yeah. it's 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 fixed in about three and a half minutes. Uh-huh. And I get a ninety nine dollar uh-huh. invoice. Right. Uh-huh. This is how money is made, Jeff. Exactly. Right. That's right. <laughs> We're talking about trades. Right. I'm yeah. telling you, if you get into appliance repair, you you bank in it. Yeah. Right. It's right. gonna right. be good. But you know, I had something similar like that happen. You can Google those uh, codes. Thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should have called Pam. You should have called me. All right, folks, it's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. Or you can just ask Google. So call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Pam Pius. Not kind. <laughs> I'm here with Pam Pibus, as she's certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and a contractor. <laughs> Licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is also here. Uh, I love it because, uh, you know, Jeff, when you were out a few weeks ago, we got to really explain the roles of the show, and it was so much easier with you gone. <laughs> so, anyway, I bet it was. Right? <laughs> All right, so anyway, uh, got an email here that plays into the fact that Jeff had a dryer issue last week that was fixed with a code. Like, in, in other words, someone typing in a code on the front of the machine, and the machine was fixed. So anyway, uh, got another email. When resetting the heat from Easy Care to Cottons on my, Easy, uh, on my GE dryer, the control knob knocked, uh, dropped off in my, and knocked off in my hand. And the prong that the control knob attaches to dropped down out of sight. Mm, nice. Right. Now, this is, this is where we get in trouble, folks. Should I take a chance on removing the other knobs, removing the screws on the back of the panel, removing the panel, and trying to find and reset that prong, then put the whole thing back together? Or, since I can use the dryer as is on easy care, should I just wait and get a repair person to come? I don't want to make things worse. Well... Wow. <laughs> well, see, 
Jason and I are getting the screwdriver. <laughs> well, well, and I thought about this. You know what I'm thinking? Let that thing sit wherever it dropped. I'm getting on Amazon and ordering whatever that part is and just putting that on and forgetting that thing in the bottom of the machine. I'm well, still taking it apart. <laughs> see, that's the uh, Hey, I, I like super glue. <laughs> that's right. This is a DIY show. It I'm is. telling you. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Whatever it takes. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny about that is that we're talking about an appliance that you buy to last for years. And and the thing that this email is about is a clip that's used to hold on a plastic right. knob for 58 cents. Right. You know. Well, we're going to assume that it's old if it's got a knob. Okay. True. Well, you know yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because old, old appliances last forever. It's the new ones with all the bells and the whistles. You got a seven-year warranty, and it's going to die in year eight. Right. Yes, yes. Or, or you know, you can just have, I guess the appliance repair guy, not necessarily even, had to, he was just a computer programmer when he came to your house. Yeah. He didn't have to take anything apart. Well, he I just, didn't I didn't finish telling the story, too. The ice maker's out, too. So, <laughs> you know, he killed. That was extra. We, we killed two birds with one stone. There yeah, you go. Well, and but, that's but what, of, course, of course, we needed parts. <laughs> and you can't get that. And we can't get and them. And you can't get right. the parts. No. But, you know, and that's a great, you know, to our email. Just wait till you got several things broken. Right. Because it'll happen. Well, it once all... you have several things broken, should you not just look at another appliance? Or lo- another house. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Just move. You, you can't find houses. Uh, right, well, yeah. that's true. You can, but they're all sold. Maybe right. you just need a clothesline. Or is, so. it, uh, is it Don on the line? Yeah, Don's on the road. What's going on, Don? Hey, uh, we built a house uh, out in rural Soto County about a year ago, mm-hmm. and the hot water going into the kitchen, which is not as far away as uh, the guest bathroom, and uh, it never gets hot water into the kitchen. It gets warm, but it never gets as hot as it gets uh, going into the in the rest sink. of the house. Right, right. You have one hot water heater. Right, one okay. hot water heater. I think it's a faucet issue. Oh. Yeah, faucet or va- or your uh, va- the, the, the check va- your shutoffs and make sure yeah. your shutoff is all the way on. Yeah, for if, that hot if, water. if you have a if you got a pet a, a manifold, or do you know? Uh, do you know what a uh, the manifold is? A place where the water comes into the home and you're able to control it at each individual, or, or yeah. you're able to control each individual flow right at a central location. Do you know if you have one of those? Uh, you know, we have the <clears throat> it's on a well system. And, you know, I've got a, a, a general turnoff valve that's located in the uh, below the right. sink right. And, the, uh, and, the, and the guest bathroom. It, you either have a valve issue. I mean, you have one hot water, and we're going to call it 120 degrees. Right. It's 120 degrees everywhere. So right. it's, it's either a valve issue or it's a faucet issue. If the rest of your fixtures are getting hot, then it's not the water heater. It's 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 it has it's, to be a valve or a faucet at that fixture. That's right. That's, so, right. That's a good diagnosis. Yeah. yeah, you could even check what I've seen before, especially if you're out in the country and you're like on well water. Your aerator may be clogged up as well. But it's not going to discriminate against one fixture and send hot water every place else. Well, I'm just talking no, about I, at that fixture. Yeah, it, right. So how, it could how, be, would I, how would I check it? 
Well, go. Did you tell me kitchen sink? Kitchen sink, yes. Sir. Okay, go go under your kitchen sink. Make sure the stop, which is a little silver knob under your sink, is turned all the way on. That'd be my first check. Just, by the way, to the left. Well, typically, yes, 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 yes. So, uh, if if it's not turned all the way in on, that's your simple fix. And then your other one would just be take your faucet apart, obviously cut your water off, and um, don't know what kind you have, but you may have a valve that's not opening all the way on the hot side. And you know what you could do before you take that faucet apart? You could just disconnect the water line underneath the sink, turn your shut off off, and then disconnect the feed line up to the faucet, Mm -hmm. and then check your water temperature there. And if your water temperature is okay there, then it is a fixture. Yeah, true. true. That's good. Okay. All right. I hope that helps out, Don. Yes. Thank you so much. Enjoy your show very much. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Don. Don. Appreciate it. Fletch is on the line in uh, Bahalia. What's going on, Fletch? Hey. Hey, what's up? I right. uh, hope that helps out, Doc. You're going to have to turn your radio down, brother. Yeah, I got it, Mike. All right, um, so what can I do for you? All right, so the email person about your washer and dryer. Like yeah. y'all said, it, it's, a, it's a fix-it show. And why pay for somebody to come fix it if you hadn't tried to fix it yourself? So right. dive into it. Cut your power off, dive into it. Dive into it. See, you're like Pam. Yeah. Just give me the screwdriver. I mean, I'm, my, I got to <laughs> listen. I almost keep one in my pocket at all times. Hey, you know what though? Uh, you know what though? Uh, Jeff's super glue was just as DIY as that screwdriver. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. But then that limits your that limits your options afterwards. Dive you're right. That's, that's right. That's right. No, I, Fletch is right now. Yeah. Fletch is is recommending doing it correctly. Jeff is recommending doing it fast. Right. Right. <laughs> and there's so. a <laughs> there you go. Hey, and it takes every flavor. Right. That's right. right. Now, Fletch, you live in Bahalia? No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm from Indianola. Uh, I technically live in Ridgeland. Oh, okay. 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 Gotcha. It, it just yeah. says yeah. that on our script. My, 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 uh, I've got a nephew that lives in Bahalia, and it's about, you know, it's two football fields big. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jay or Java always ask where I am because they know I travel. Ah, uh, gotcha. The actual location is Silver City. Oh, gotcha, okay. Gotcha, well, gotcha. there you go. Well, I appreciate it. Appreciate the call. Folks, Fix It 101 is wrapping up again. It's a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. You can stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Every Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.